good following some familiar to you. Mom, I don't want to do my homework. Or like, ah, oh, why do I have to do that dumb homework? Doing homework is dumb. Ah, oh, this homework is so stupid. Or I don't like, I don't even like to go to school. This is, I don't like it. Or they just ignore you when you tell them it's time to do homework. If that is you, I'm going to give you five tools to navigate homework. So it is a peaceful yet productive and productive time with your kids us who are trying to do respectful parenting who don't want to rely on bribing our kids or threatening with punishment we don't want to do that how do we encourage our kids to finish or to do their homework peacefully and happily so this is going to be the topic of this podcast episode and i want to tell you if you've been trying to do this respectful parenting thing this gentle parenting and it's been a struggle i want to give you hope that it is completely possible even if you have multiples i'm a witness of it and one of our clients she's a witness of it as well when she enrolled in HIC Parenting Education and she started going through the process with her HIC coach, she was dealing with so much sibling conflict and struggles. Her kids were not listening to her. And this is what she's saying after finishing her Parenting with Understanding program and her coaching process with her HIC coach. I mean, it has gone well with my daughters. There is like no big fights or anything, which <laughs> in the past when I would lose my temper. Yeah, we're, we're doing well. <laughs> I, I, I feel well, I, I feel connected with them, um, which is huge. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. I will say thank you once again, because yeah, it's, it's amazing the support that you offer. So if you are interested in getting personalized guidance and solutions from your HIC parenting coach, from a professional who goes into your personal family dynamic and gives you the family plan that you need to overcome whatever struggles that you have in your parenting, I encourage you to apply for HIC parenting coaching program. All you have to do is go to apply hicparenting.com or open the description of this podcast episode if you're watching us from youtube open the description of the video or you find it in our link in our bio at Heimfeld club okay so let's talk about those five tools to navigate homework struggles with our kids so we can have a peaceful time a peaceful homework time with communication, healthy communication from both ends. I'm Rachel. And I'm Marcela. And you're listening to the Parenting with Understanding podcast. We are parenting coaches who have helped millions of parents like you all over the world go from feeling isolated and hopeless, unable to break the cycle of permissive or punitive parenting, to feeling confident in parenthood and connected to their children's needs. If you see that your child is dragging their feet to go do homework or if everything else is a priority except 
taking care of their responsibilities. Instead of getting furious, get curious, as Lisa Smith says, she is an amazing parenting coach that I admire. Get curious. I wonder, instead of labeling them right away, uh, as my parents used to label me, uh, Marcel is so lazy. I told her to do homework and she just prefers to, at the time I was into Nintendo or PlayStation. Yeah, she's into her PlayStation. And the underlying cause for me at least was that I was a neurodivergent child, an undiagnosed neurodivergent child struggling to keep her focus during homework time. The adults in my family did not see that and then they would push me to finish it and it felt really overwhelming for me that interaction so I avoided homework altogether so if you see that your child is getting they're dragging their feet they're kind of like ah homework again or they, they just ignore you when it's time to do homework get curious if there is an underlying cause of of this behavior because every single behavior communicates a need. I wish, I wish the adults in my life would have been curious about why I refused to go to school, why I refused to do homework, why I was more interested in reading than in doing math problems, why I was more interested in reading the things that I was interested in instead of reading history. Why I was not really connecting with the kids in the classroom, they would have unveiled that I had a neurodivergent brain. Yet they got stuck in their labels of Marcel is lazy, Marcela doesn't want to do her homework or comply with, or even want to go to school, then that means she doesn't like learning. So the first thing is, I encourage you to get out of labels and see what's the underlying cause of that. If you're like, hmm, I've been th trying to think about it now that you asked me, Marcela, but I, I cannot put a finger on. So if your child really has homework, if they're going to school, then they're school-age kids and you can possibly ask them, I notice and this is a great tool that I want to give you. The statement I notice gives us so much out of like so much information from our kids just because it's a very non-judgmental way of asking for their feedback. I notice that every time I say it is time to do homework, you go and then you you turn on the TV or you don't even acknowledge me. How do you feel? That's another one. How do you feel when I ask you to do homework? So there are no labels there. I'm not saying, Marcela, you're so lazy. Oh, your only job in the entire world is to go to school and to get good grades. And you don't even want to do your homework. That's labeling. That's shaming. That's making them feel that we they owe us because we are doing all these things for them and we're working for them so they the way that they will pay us back is with going to school and getting good grades 
that's manipulative, in my opinion. So get curious. I notice, and then you describe their behavior. You describe the situation. How do you feel when? And then that will open the gateway for them to open up to you. When there is no non-judgment, when there is no shame, when there is no projection, when there is no manipulation, children are more willing to talk to us about what happens in their world. One of my children in foster care a long time ago now, he's an adult, he was lying about homework, meaning he would tell us that he was turning homework in and it was a lie. We got curious and we noticed that he was struggling with math because he couldn't understand math. And when we set up systems, we went to school, we had a little meeting with the teacher and we set up a new system to help him. And that was the end of that behavior. A lot of the times, school homework-related behavior comes because there is something that is disengaging them from doing the homework. Maybe it's emotional disengagement. They don't feel that the homework is interesting enough or they don't want to, they don't like the teacher and that's why they don't care about the homework. Many, many things that could get a child emotionally disengaged from school activities. It could be cognitive disengagement, meaning that they find it too hard or they find it too easy. That was, in, in many cases, that was my case growing up. I found some of the homework too easy and I would just not even bother to do the homework because why? I already know that. And I see that in one of my twins. He had a homework last week. I said, okay, Santi, it's time to do your homework. He said, ah, that's so dumb. I, I know how to do it. So the response, he, again, instead of labeling, shaming, no, it's not dumb. Why are you saying homework is dumb? I got curious. Hmm, so you say you can do it? Okay. Show me how you can do it faster. He said, oh, yeah, all that homework. And then it was some math problems. He was speeding up answers like nobody's business without calculate. With I don't know how that child beat it. He, he's a little genius to me, at least, <laughs> because I couldn't even figure out the answer without going through the little process that the teacher was telling us to go through on paper. So get curious. That's number one, the power of empathy of trying to put ourselves into our children's shoes. Another tool to make homework a little more enjoyable and easier for both of us is setting boundaries and not ultimatums. I hope I'm pronouncing that okay. If not, don't judge me. English is my second language. So what does an ultimatum sound like? If you don't do your homework, you're not going to watch TV. The child feels pressure, even places a higher value on watching TV than the homework itself, because the, the TV is the reward. <laughs> so instead of that, the boundary, the clear boundary could be once we're done with homework, then you can be up to do whatever you want, 
or homework needs to be done before whatever thing you want to do. So you're not placing a higher value on anything else. You're not pressuring your child. You are basically telling them the same way you go to the store and then you see the business hours on the door. You can come to this store from nine to five. After that, we're not open. It's not about us. It's about letting us know how systems work. It's the same thing with boundaries. It's not about our children. It's not about us. It's not about coercing our children for nothing. It's just letting our children know how the system works, how our family functions, how our family works. And it applies for homework and it applies for any other thing. Number three, tool number three to make homework a more peaceful experience is to create a friendly homework environment. And this is the catch. And this is very important. The environment that your child has a say, has a decision-making process. Your child has input about that environment. So how, let's think about two scenarios. Scenario number one, you tell your child, go to that desk and start your homework. And scenario number two, your child set up a, a little studio, a little homework station, and he decorated it with his favorite movie characters. She decorated it with her favorite movie characters. Right now, we are in, in Barbie movie season, so everything is Barbie. I'm just making up stories. Would they be more willing to go to that area if they, if they like the area or if they don't like the area? It's like us. We decorate our office. We, the minute that they give us our office, we sit there and we don't even think about, okay, let, let me see what work I have to do. When we sit in our new office, the first thing that we think about is, how am I going to make this space me? How can I give that my personal touch? And we look around, we look at the walls, we look at the notepads, we place the little plant on the side, we place our little favorite calendar, my has kitties, because I love kitties. I have one on the back if you're able to, to watch it from YouTube. I have my little cat on the back. She brings me peace while I work. That's another thing. If pets, comfort pets, help your kids, why not to have your little kitty right next to them while they do homework? It is your rules, though. There are your rules. I'm not saying, ah, I have an outdoor cat, so do I have to bring them in the house while they do homework? No, you don't have to bring them in the house while your children do homework. Your rules are your rules. I'm just giving you possibilities for you to think about what fits for your family rules, for your family lifestyle, and what does not fit. Tool number four, and this one is a powerful one, especially if you have neurodivergent children. One of my twins, he, right now, he's getting diagnosed for autism. I'm getting diagnosed for autism as well. So we are a neurodivergent family. I have ADHD and I know 
<laughs> my attention span when I'm working the computer is very limited. So I understand my son. I understand and I'm able to see and observe his body cues of disengagement of I'm done with this. I need a break. We were doing homework the other day. He was really excited filling out the little blanks, the, the blank sentences. I think we were working on sight words or so. Yeah, I, I think that's what it was. And then all of a sudden I saw him like looking over to the backyard and kind of like drifting away. And then he, he started reaching out for his pogo stick. Those are cues. Don't ignore your child's cues. Come on, come on. We need to finish this homework. Come on, then leave the pogo stick for later. We're not playing right now. That is ignoring our children's cues. Oh, you need a break. Yeah, I think I need to stretch my head too. Okay, go jump on the pogo stick for a little bit. When you're ready, I'll be here waiting for you. I didn't even tell him how long I'll be there waiting for him. I was just there. He jumped on the pogo stick like... And then he came back and said, I did it 10 times. I did 10 jumps and I'm ready. And he came back and he finished his homework. A lot of the homework battles that we have with our kids is produced by us not reading our children's body cues. And many times as parents blame the kid. When we have to look at ourselves and see, am I reading my child? And I'm saying it because I've been guilty of it too. If I say it's because I've done it. But when I started learning and understanding my son's sensory needs, his neurodivergent brain, and this is something that as HIC parenting coaches support our clients through understanding their children's needs to the core because every behavior communicates a need and if we don't address behavior from the core need we will keep spinning in power struggles come on you you have one more page of this homework come on you have to finish it no we're not moving around you're you're messing around santiago come on let's finish this those are all statements when we're not reading our children's cues. So that's my fourth, um, one of my biggest takeaways from this episode for you. Read your child's cues. My goal doing homework is for my child to learn and not to be done with homework. If I know that my child's learning window ended, I don't keep pushing him to finish the last bit of homework. It ended and it could open up in 20 minutes. It could open up again. So I want to clarify that one thing is to encourage our children to challenge themselves. And another thing is not reading their cues and having them go beyond their possibilities. So when my child came back after his pogo stick break, he was being challenged by, okay, I need to finish this. And he finished it. It's different 
that from okay you're tired and let's leave this homework unfinished if we are teaching our children to be responsible then it's our duty it's our job to show them how they can be responsible without adding stress and anxiety to their lives because we grew up in the dispensation of you need to take care of responsibilities first and enjoyment is after. My encouragement for you is to merge the two. They don't have to be divorced. <laughs> you don't have to have enjoyment in one side and responsibilities on the other. My son and I were making silly faces while we were doing the reading assignment. <laughs> we were having fun. You can have fun. And take care of your responsibilities. And I know this is a paradigm mindset shift for a lot of us who grew up with. If you're being silly, being playful, then you're not taking this seriously. And that's far from the truth. I want a child who is able to enjoy life. To enjoy the things that they do when they're adults. To be in a, in a job or to do a work that brings fulfillment and passion to their lives instead of draining them just because they learn that work is draining. So I, I'd rather stay in this job because it, work is supposed to be draining. I have so much fun. <laughs> parenting, coaching, talking to you guys in social media, recording these podcasts. This is my full-time job and I have so much fun while doing it. Because fun and taking care of responsibility doesn't have to be the opposite. Number five. Tool number five for homework time to be a little more enjoyable. And it is to practice reflective listening. And this one goes hand in hand with the number one, which is empathy. So what is reflective listening? Reflective listening is to not jump into conclusions, but to repeat back what our children say. And that actually makes them feel more understood. And they might open up to us a little bit more. So... How would this look like? How I'm going to tell you the how it would not look like and how it will look like. So how it would not look like. Hi, mom, this homework is so dumb. Sophia, homework is not dumb. Homework is not dumb. Come on, finish it. You close the possibility for your child to keep talking about their feelings and their needs, what they think about homework. Oh, you say it's dumb? I'm curious. I wonder why you're saying it's dumb. What is the part of homework that you feel it's dumb and why? A lot of the times when children complain that homework is dumb, the translation to that is it's too hard. I'm going to make up my mind that this is dumb. Or it could be I feel dumb, therefore that homework is dumb. So 
open yourself up to listen to them, repeat back their words, getting curious by repeating back and opening up the conversation. Okay, how can we make it less dumb? How can we make it enjoyable? You will be surprised of the ideas that these kids could come up with. They have such a big imagination. They're so witty. One of my children, foster care, he said, this would be more fun if it would just, I think he was learning fractions or something. He said, this would just be more fun if we can build like a target or so that we can place in the backyard with numbers. And then we could make up a game for me to learn these fractions that in a little more enjoyable way. And I said, oh, let me go to Pinterest. <laughs> I don't know how that would look like, but we can figure it out. And we figured it out. How can you make your child's homework more enjoyable? If you have an idea, leave it in the comments. If you're watching from YouTube, if you're like, Marcela, I need these five tools to make homework more enjoyable, but I forgot them. Go and get our show notes. Go to hicparenting.com and then the show notes for this podcast episode is there. Don't forget to follow us at High Impact Club. We are on Instagram, on, on TikTok, on YouTube. Subscribe to our podcast. And remember that it only takes understanding to transform your parenting and to break your cycle. I'll see you next time.